Do you like good music? We're going to talk to somebody who gives you good music. I'm breaking into you next. <laughs> you are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives. Breaking into. There we go. It's a nice backbeat. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, I'm like hanging out. I could be inside the house getting ready to have some dinner. Be out in the backyard, my garden. Yeah. But I played yeah. play it, so I was like, this is what it sounds like to me. It's like, okay. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm chilling, I'm hanging out. It's a good rollout song for yeah. me. Like, I, I, I wouldn't drive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, totally. and contemplate. I want to yes. drive and contemplate. Hello, you guys. Welcome to another edition of Breaking Into here on Black Hollywood Live. I am your host, James Lott Jr. Of course, this is my show. I'm here. <laughs> Wait, talk about things. Uh, as always, I like to bring you guests that are diverse. And that bring good cheer to the universe. And this guy, he's an all-around good guy. I mean, he just really is. Thank you. Um, talented musician who's been around for a long time, but looks super young. Ha, <laughs> ha, You know how <laughs> we do. You. you know how we do. God is good. That's all I can say. Okay, Thank you. And, okay. and my ancestors were good to okay, me. Okay, you can say that too. They're good to me. He was featured on the show. We're going to show a clip of that. <clears throat> it's not too long ago. It's part of R&B supergroup, Loose yeah. Ends, yes, of course. Yes, yes. But he has his own music. And he's, uh, he works with all kinds of people. And he has a new single out called All I Ever Wanted. It's yes. out now. You go on iTunes. Right now, right now. You just heard a piece of that right now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, young and old, Robert G. Hey, what's up, man? Everybody <laughs> down. Down, everybody. Down. Good to be here. He'll be here for a while. Thank you, man. Thank Hi, you. Hi, how are you? I'm very good. Good. Very no, good. you are. Seriously, you are like a, just a really nice guy. Thank you. I appreciate that. And that's I something in, that. in this in this industry, uh, and I want to ask you this, too, a question for you. Just throw it out there. Okay. It's like this industry can be very unfeeling, uncaring, harsh. I can keep going on and on and on. To find people who are nice, we're, we're out there. But to find something can be a little rare sometimes, can it? It can. It can. But I, I just tend to remember that everybody's human. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't excuse that. I, I, I give you grace for that. Mm-hmm. Because we're all human. You know, and I, you can catch me on a day when yeah. I'm not quite as nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like I said to you when I came in, I was joking. But when you get off of a plane and then you have to go do radio yeah. and you've been up for 24 hours, yeah. um, you, you might be a little grumpy. Yeah. I mean, we learn to put that smile on, but um, I, I try never to be rude. Like, yeah. rudeness okay. is unexcusable. Like, I don't excuse rudeness. Okay. But I do give you grace for humanity because everybody is um, human. Yeah. Everybody is human. Now, with you, because you've been in this business for a while now. Yeah. Is it harder to do those 24 hours being up, flying from here? Because you do travel a lot yes. um, for, for work and stuff. I mean, is, it, is it getting a little harder? Is it a little easier? I mean, how do you navigate that these days? You know what? It actually is, it gets easier from the standpoint of you build up endurance. Okay. So as an artist, uh, the more you do it, the more endurance you build. Oh, okay. Up. You, know, okay. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But this is a this is a human being here. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> this is a body. So if I'm yeah. not feeding myself, if I, you know, on the road it's hard to eat uh, and eat things that are nutritious that are going to give you stamina, you know, that is going to keep you going. So it's hard to do that all the time. Um, but you do build up stamina. So you got to, okay. the more you do it, the better you become. So if you're just doing it sporadically and you're not used to long days and long nights, you, it starts showing up in your show. Yeah, I'm sure it does that. Mm-hmm. You can't. Well, I feel like when you're on stage, you can't hide. Can That's you? right. That's right. You can't. That's right. Because you're, 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 you have to be present, first of all. That's right. And you're playing. That's right. You're singing. That's right. I mean, you can't. You can't really hide. I guess it all shows up on stage, doesn't it? If you're not, in, if you have an off night off stage, it probably happens on stage. That's right. And and that's why I say humanity. That's why I say that we have to be graceful with one another. 
Um, and because I've had those human being human experiences, you know, uh, where you get a bad call just before going on stage, oh, yeah. where you find out that a loved one has passed. Oh my God. You find out that, you know, um, I know one New Year's Eve I was going to stage and I called home, which is Philly, which shout out Philly. to Philly. I was going to stage uh, several years ago and I called home to say Happy New Year to my mom. And she had had a respiratory attack and there were ambulances there and oh my God. all this stuff. And I was, I was walking to stage. Oh my God. You see, so we're just yeah. people and yeah. stuff happens and that affected me. I'm sure. That affected me. It took me a minute to come out of that because you know, when yeah. you're being paid, you got to come around. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when you're getting a yes. check, you got yes. to come around. Yeah, no, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Very yeah. true. Yes. But no, but that's, and I like that, the, the humanity of that because yeah, we're all, we all have bad days. We all that's have right. bad moments. That's right. But I just think in general, you're a nice person. I think Thank and, and you. this is something that, again, Thank you. Hey, people should be nice. I'm going to say this every time on the show. <laughs> people should be nice. Nice should be the norm. It should I always be. say that. It should it be should the norm. Be. Now, I, I like you don't excuse rudeness because rudeness is something different. Nope, I don't. Because people think they can be rude and play it off as well. And I blame was, it on, yes. you know, my long night. Blame right. it on whatever. You know, I definitely can be um, grumpy. Yeah, short. <laughs> I could be a. I could be that because let me tell you again, we're just people. Yeah, we're not robots. We're people. So if I've had a long night, I have not had enough yeah. uh, to eat, um, or if I'm just not feeling well, yeah. I can be that. But I yeah. just wouldn't flop, flop, go off on you just on the strength. You feel me? Yeah. I would. I would be a gentleman and be like, you know what? Now is not the time. Or just you know, let's cut this short. You know. When you're on the road and you get out, you get out of a show and mm-hmm. it's two in the morning. Yes. And you're in Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. So that's my peeps in Cleveland. Hey. And you're like, I'm hungry. It's hard to find stuff sometimes in certain parts of the country at 2 in the morning. Heck yeah. Besides fast food <laughs> or something like biscuits and gravy, uh, whatever. It's, it's hard to find that, isn't it? It is. And then like uh, for us road dogs, we always have like care packages. Like we oh, in the room. Like during the day, what you will do is you'll grab like... Trail mix. If you if you're in a lovely accommodations, then you have <laughs> preface that yes. quotations around lovely, which most of the time I've been blessed to be okay. in. So okay. I have like a refrigerator, oh, at okay, least good. a refrigerator and microwave. So yeah. then you can grab stuff during the day. That's true. So I, I'm always having like trail mix, okay. you know, things that I can munch on after the show. You know what I mean? If they don't provide food for us, yeah. which sometimes they do, but it's barbecue at like 2 in the morning. Oh, I know, you know is, what I'm saying? Which is good though. Which it tastes best at <laughs> 2 in the morning. <laughs> what is that? Uh, yeah, I know, I know. Don't trust me. Barbecue tastes best. Everything like, everything salty like tastes best at 2 in the morning. So, yeah, they'll, they'll have something for us, but you know, a lot of times it's just not the most nutritious. So yeah. what I do, and most people that are used to doing this we grab stuff during the day okay. and then we refrigerate it yeah. and then stuff that we can you can um microwave some soup things that yeah. we can just so that you can just be held over until yeah. breakfast in the morning you know what i mean because yeah. you know we're trying to maintain these bodies <laughs> you know people like we get on stage and people are just unforgiving like the, the, the stage is unforgiving yes. whatever you have or do not have <laughs> the stage amplifies that so if you you know if you rocking a little more than usual the stage is like look they're rocking more than usual. <laughs> you know, that's that, that can't hiding thing. Exactly. Yes. Or if you, you know, if you're not, or if you're smaller than usual. Oh yeah, that's true. You know, the stage that amplifies it. Yeah. So we're trying to maintain. We're just folks trying to maintain yeah. and and bring it to our our fans and our public. Like we appreciate you spending your money. 
Yeah. Coming to a concert. Listen, when people, when the recession was going on, people were still going to concerts. They were right now. And when you take your hard-earned money and you decide that you're going to come see me, you're going to come see Loose Ends featuring Jane Eugene, you're mm-hmm. going to come and see all these acts, you spent your hard-earned money. We appreciate it. So we yeah. could at least show up looking like something. Okay. And we try to do that. We yeah. honestly try to do that. Yeah. I like that. I like that. No, yeah, we do. We do like, I say it to my people. We do this for you guys. Yeah. And, you know, we're doing it for yeah. ourselves, too. But we're doing it for you also. And we got to be fully present and show up and be there and, and give you give you a good show. Um, but you, as I said, you do, you, the music that you do is yeah. so nice. And I said this Thank in the you. last show. It's just very R&B. I mean, some jazzy stuff and stuff. But it's like... I miss regular just R and B, and we talk about. I mean, people like Luther Vandross. Oh, and, I mean, you know, people like that, and people like Freddie Jackson, mm. and you know, you know, Gregory <laughs> Abbott. And yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Folks that just like and, and, and loose ends, but like, people that just like just do like regular R and B songs. It could be up tempo, mid tempo, almost said low tempo ballads. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. I went that direction. Yeah. Um, but just that, that's the kind of music I listened to. One of your albums you gave me that it's literally that's what it is. It's just like it reminds me of good. 80s and 90s R&B. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, my, my, my debut uh, titled All My Love was my first, um, pardon me, um, my first offering into the independent yeah. soul scene Yeah. back in 2008. Yep, that's the album you gave me. That's good. And uh, thank you. And so when I did that, pardon me, people let me know we are looking for this kind of music, mm-hmm. you know, and it was well-received. It was well-reviewed. Uh, nationally and internationally and really did well in the international market. And so that really was my signal that I was on the right track. And so even today, every time somebody discovers it, it's like new life. You know what I mean? Because I didn't do um, music of the hour. Like I didn't do fad music. Uh, You know what I mean? Like I just don't know how. You know what I mean? Because I'm a kid that grew up under... Uh, Luther Vandross and Teddy Pendergrass yes, and yes. Peebo Bryson and yes. Jeffrey Osborne and oh, Al Jarreau. Oh my God! You understand yes. what I'm saying? Okay, Earth, yes. Wind, and Fire, oh, yeah. Heat Wave, The Stylistics, yes. Minnie yeah. Riperton, yeah. you know Chaka Khan, Vesta yeah. Williams. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anita Baker, Regina Bell. I could yeah. go on and on and <laughs> you're on. You're making my like, engineer happy right now because she likes all that stuff too. Yeah, I'm just saying, like when you're a kid growing up under that, and and the airways was populated with every possible type of art. Yeah. There was no. You didn't have 25,000 trap songs. No. You just didn't have it. No. You had a trap song. You did have one or two. Yeah, sure. But that was in the mix of yeah. a whole bunch of just amazing music. Yeah. And so as a kid, that's what I got. And so this is not a music still. Yeah, I'm man. Just, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm no. stuck. to it. Where are we going to go? I was listening to Jeffrey Osborne the other day. Where are we going to go? funny you said that. I was listening to him the other day. I'm like, just like, I was in Luther the other day, too. I mean, just kind of... It's just it's music that it's <laughs> it feels good for your soul. Yeah, I mean that's why I call it soul music, obviously. But it feels good for you. It feels like you're Absolutely. being fed something. Absolutely. And where are you going to go? Where else are you going to go for that? But the era when yeah. that was popular. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's where we got to go for it. I listen to them consistently. Yeah. Um, some of the young school, like like my my contemporaries that I listen to. Uh, I listen to like Joe. I love Joe. Joe is one of my good. favorites. Like you know what I mean. He he's a, a tremendous live performer. Which oh, wow. you know, which for me, uh, at the end of the day, you can have a great song, but I need you to really bring it yeah. live. You know yeah. what I'm saying. And Joe is one of those people. I definitely check you know check for Maxwell. Oh, yeah. um, back in the day, Brian McKnight. Oh yeah. 
D'Angelo. You know, yeah, like these are my contemporaries. I like Neo. Neo's pretty good. Yeah, Neo. Now, but Neo's, you know, he's the new school. Yeah. And he's a great writer. <laughs> um, and yeah. I definitely dig some of his stuff. He got some really catchy melodies. Yes, and hooks. he does. I yes, definitely does. dig yeah, some of his does. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I just, I just, I love it. I mean, I just think it's. I mean, it's never gone away. So folks, only like, exactly. never, never gone away. Just, <laughs> that it, just that some music goes to the forefront and rises up a little bit, becomes popular. Absolutely, and it's still there. You know, for all the Layla Hathaways and all those who are still oh putting gosh, out good stuff. On. You know, yeah. I mean, they're, they're shout out to Layla. Yeah, I love her. She's she's a great live performer too. Indeed, and Let Indeed. Us See and all of them. They're Let all they're see. all putting on stuff. And again, they're all good yeah. live. They're putting out new albums, but even some of the new ones, like I love Jasmine Sullivan and I love those people like that who just are Philly. Yep, Philly representative. <laughs> Thank you very much. Philly is in the building. We love Jasmine. <laughs> are you from Philadelphia? What's going yeah, on? I don't like know. That. Could be. <laughs> my uncle, I get my uncle Shadi's in Bethlehem. I give him a shout out. All right, Bethlehem, so PA. Like, All right, yes, right on, there, right so. on. But yeah, but no, um, but yeah, no. It's just that it's. It's music, you know. Again, I'll go to my Jill Scotts, of course, again, exactly. Philly, all that. But there's exactly. all this stuff that's just it's it's music that actually has a message in it. Yep. And it could be love, it could be sex, but in a but in a way that's not vulgar. Vulgar. Thank you, Astro. Yeah. I mean, you don't, Teddy Pendergrass. I mean, he was you don't like, have you know. to be like like. But I think that it, I heard something very interesting the other day that Ti said in an interview, and it was true. He said that you know when you hear what these young artists are bringing, they're bringing this because it is a product of the environment that they are products of the environment that they come from. So if you live in an environment where that's how it is expressed, then what else can you render? Mm, You understand? What else can you render? So again, we came from an era where people actually talked about those things and did them in very sexy ways. And it was actually for adults. Yes. You understand? It was not for children. No, nope, wasn't. So now we have this over-sexualized society and music industry that for about the last 20 years, if you weren't 12, you couldn't get signed. Yes. So then they have a 12, you have a 12-year-old standing up there in panties and a bra. Oh, Brittany. You know, back in the day. Well, yeah. you know what? Listen, I ain't calling no name. I'm saying that Because um, I, like I don't want nobody to run up on me. Because <laughs> I don't play. Yeah, I'll say it. But I love her now. No, I'm just saying, like, yeah. so we had to deal, we had to endure that. Yeah, you did. Like, yeah. as artists. Yeah. So shout out to everybody that endured the 12-year-old century. Like, everybody that, I mean, you know, yeah. that, that, that decade of... 12 year olds like yeah, the people that are still around that didn't just give up no yeah or just didn't didn't leave the planet yeah you know the people that are here like shout out to everybody that's still doing what they do how are you why are you still in it because it's like breathing okay i like that okay it's like breathing yeah i don't know anything else i knew i knew from a child what i would be doing mm-hmm. i didn't know my journey like my path would be yeah. what it is you yeah. know um but I knew ever since I was a child what I would be doing. And what was your what was your first entry into the entertainment business? Um, I would say probably around fifteen. Okay, fifteen. Okay, about fifteen years old in Philly. Okay. Um, I started to get in like these national competitions and stuff, oh, wow. and started winning money and prizes oh, wow. and getting sent around to be in this competition and that yeah. and the other thing. I think I made the solid decision. After I went to the Apollo. Oh, wow. Okay. And so when I went to the Apollo, I was like, if they boo me tonight, I'm definitely going to get that law degree. <laughs> got it. Okay, you got it. Yes. Because really, okay, first off, for those of you guys who don't know, I'm sure you this is Black Hollywood Live. 
if they boo you, the audiences really dictate who becomes a star there. That's right. And, it's, and the booing thing is very, it's, <laughs> it's very, very real. It's, it's very, very real. real. So okay, so you're ready for the Apollo. So, so, so walk us through us. You getting ready for the Apollo? Yeah. So I um at that time, I mean, I had done a gang of performance, okay. right? Okay. But I was like, I had a friend. I was in a, a, a dinner theater show in Philly, and um, the lighting engineer, the sound engineer, was also the sound engineer for the Apollo. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. So he said. Um, he said, gee, man, you know what? I mean, it's rough, but you should come see about the Apollo. I said, yo, I'm game. Let's do it. So one Wednesday, I drove up there with him, and I saw what I had never. And this was before they were televised. Oh, okay, yeah. So it was way Ooh, rougher sure. than. Oh, I'm sure. Like, they, they really, <laughs> they're really cute for the TV. Okay, like, okay. back in the day. <laughs> Like back in the day, day, like they was really, really, rough, really Ooh, rough. Dang. Okay. So I was sitting in the yeah. I was sitting. No, well, actually, no, because I said, listen, this is it. Okay. Like if they either gonna boo me, or they're going to say, yo, go for it, you okay. got this, okay. right? Okay. So I was sitting in the sound booth with him, watching this whole thing go down, the craziest stuff I'd ever seen. <laughs> he says, so what you think? He said the same thing. He looked at yeah. me and he said. Are you scared? I was like, nah, man, where the application at? Okay. And so they gave me the paperwork, filled it out. Boom. One week later, I'm up there auditioning. Okay. And, and then they're like, you're on Wednesday. So I auditioned oh, on a Monday. God. They put me right up. Oh, my God. On okay. a Wednesday. Okay. Um, and this is, the, this is so magical. I'm glad we kind of went here. So I went up on that Wednesday. It was pouring down rain. Okay. And we got to the Apollo Theater and... Uh, the side uh, on the side street where you go into the stage door, there were all these trucks, video trucks. There was all these eighteen wheelers over there. I said, "Somebody's filming, right?" And we get in the theater. They said, "Please be quiet." We ran over schedule, but you guys go sit in the back and and be quiet. We went and sat in the back. It was Whitney Houston, oh, and the late Whitney Houston, and she was um, filming the video, "The Greatest Love of All." Oh, she said, "Yes, okay, yes." And so we were sitting in the back, and then they started playing that music. The greatest love, and then her and the little girl were walking. Yeah, in. they shot that about the a thousand end. Yeah, times. Yeah. So I dashed to the backstage because yes, right? sure, yes. I was like a mad, mad Whitney Houston fan, okay, okay. mad crush. Okay, ran to the back of the stage um, and and met her. Oh wow! And got to meet her, and because I snuck back there. Okay, and so they had a fit. But I'm sure they were like, you know, she was like, he's okay, like leave him alone. Yeah. So we started talking, and I told her, like, I'm performing here tonight. She went in. She was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> for real. Like, she was so excited. She yeah. turned into a kid. And that's when I was this close to her. Like, I'm like talking yeah. to you. Yeah. That I realized she was like me. Like, we were the uh, same yeah. age. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, oh my really, yeah. God. Because I, yeah. I thought, like, looking at that camera, the wigs, the gowns, mm. and all that stuff, I thought Whitney Houston was some woman. Oh, she was a kid. And she was a kid. Yeah, when I was, was up kid. close, I said, she just got on a bunch of makeup and wigs. Yeah. So needless to say, that was my night. And um, that was the night that it all got settled. So, okay, so you go on stage. So I go on stage. They, all right, I'm, I'm actually contestant number seven. Okay. They booed the first five right off. Did they? Oh, my God. Right off. Were they singers or something? Yeah. Oh, oops. Yeah. Wasn't nothing but so you So you're still not really nervous. Just like, okay, the five got off. Well, here's the thing. I'm in, I'm in my dressing room, and they knocked on my door so fast to say, Mr. Oh, G, yeah. you're up next. Oh, my God. So I was like, that was, like, okay, well, that was quick, quick, right? Yeah, yeah. So I told the, the musical director, I said, look here. You start that introduction. 
I said, by the time I hit center stage, I'm going to be singing, okay? So you okay. start that introduction. Okay. Because I had observed the game when I was uh, oh, okay. when I came to see it. You okay. cannot linger. You got to hit it. And just get out there. And you got to get okay. it. Okay. Don't have no 20-minute introduction. Because they, they're going to be like, yo, we don't like them shoes. Boo. Uh, okay, yo, that yeah. suit is whack, right? <laughs> no. I saw the game. I was like, yeah. guess what? You got to hit it. He did, it worked like magic. Wow! He start, they started. They said, "Ladies and gentlemen from Philly, Robert G, blah blah." Yeah, because they give it to you off the top. Okay, right? okay. So everybody's going in. Okay. When I hit my mark, I started. Everything must change. That's what I say. And the rest is it changed. And then, <laughs> Everything right? changed. So that that settled the whole thing for me. I was like, "Wow, well, okay, this is it." <laughs> well, now did you now did you think? I mean, okay, so you you, you later on hooked up with Lou Sands, and we'll get to yeah, that in a second. Yeah. But did you did you were thinking at that point? I just want a long solo career. Or did you thinking I want to be a session person? Or you would be part? What did you think at the time? You know what? As an uh, let me tell you something, uh, James. As an as an African American performer, you really can't say I'm. I just want to do. Yeah, good point. That's not possible. Interesting. Okay. Now it just so happened that. I had all these broad experiences in theater, in the nightclubs, in classical music. I was uh, classically trained and was in Opera Ebony oh, wow. uh, okay. in Philadelphia. Okay. And so I had this broad palette of things that I was able to do. Be, and then all that work happened. There was no one thing that I was, yeah. it was, it was ever not, never a one thing. Never. Yeah. Yeah. It was never one thing. Yeah. So no, all I wanted to do was be successful and then do do the thing that I love the most. Yeah. You know, and I saw that that like I was telling someone the other day, I was one of the kids that looked at Michael Jackson and said, that is so cool. How do you do that? Right? Okay. So I was not enamored with him as this like, oh my God, he's so brilliant. Because all of us were brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. All of us. All of us. You know what I mean? I don't in my neighborhood I'm, I'd be hard pressed to find a child that couldn't sing a dance. Oh, got it. Okay, got it. And yes. I mean, really sing yeah, yeah, and really dance. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to know how to get there, you got know. It. And that was that's yeah. that's what was interest interest yeah. to me as a young performer. Yeah. Um, but then as you as you fast forward into life and as you get to grow and mature and develop, you understand that this is so much more than yeah, it music. Is. It's so much more than who's up front. It's so much more. And I'm grateful to be here, to be alive and strong and, and still willing. Yeah. And still unafraid. Not afraid of it at all. Well, you're good. Okay, you're good. Yeah. We're going to show a clip of when he was on here last time. He was probably, <laughs> they sang a song to me on here. We're going to show it. And I was we were still laughing at first. But yeah. we, were, we had a lot of laughs in our show, too. It was a full house. Let's go ahead and show. <laughs> love Jane. My love family. Jane. Love Jane. Love all you guys. Professional, come on, she's good. <laughs> I've been waiting while you've been living. How do I get through you? My body's shaking, anticipating, trying to figure your next move. Baby, I feel it too. Take the 
I just want to show that. Like, it's yeah. so, 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 we have so much fun. If you watch the episode here, it's on Black Hollywood Live, bringing to you with Loose Ends. It's such a great episode. Jane is just the bomb. I love her to death. That's my lady. But Shout out to, to Jane. But I wanted to show that you, because you, you had a major part in that song. All the ladies. I'm going to have Wendelin. I'm going to have everybody on the show at some point. Everybody's going to come on the show. Yeah. I told you, are first. I'm going to have them on next. Thank you. But you guys were all so good. It sounds so good live. You know, the first time I ever met uh, Jane Eugene, the serendipity of my life, that's another thing that's really interesting. I met her. Um, in Philadelphia many, many years ago, I'm on my lunch hour at my first little job, downtown Philly, okay. and I'm on my lunch hour walking down the street, beautiful summer day, and who's walking towards me on Chestnut Street? Loose ends. That's weird. Right? All three of them. That's and they weird. were there recording and living there while they were recording, as she tells me. They were, yeah. they, she said, oh my God, we live right up the street in Rittenhouse Square. We oh were just God. blocks from where they stayed. And I was just on my lunch hour. And I looked up. Here come all three of them. Wow. And we all just said, hey. And it was one of these moments where the camera went click. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It was like that. And then yeah. fast forward, I'm in a restaurant with my dear, dear uh, departed sister, Vesta Williams. Oh, Vesta. And um, oh, I sang with her for 15 years. I uh, loved her so much. And so we were in a restaurant, and who comes over is like, oh, my God, it's Jane Eugene again. So our lives have been, like, passing. Like, yeah. it's been foreshadowed this time that we're spending, yeah. and this time that we're sharing has been yeah. foreshadowed for many years. I'm, I'm glad that it happened. Well, so let's talk about that just briefly. How did she yeah. actually come in the group? I'm sorry. How did how did you get into the group? I mean, how that? I mean, how? I mean, you're running into her all the time down the street at <laughs> restaurants, but we don't all get in the group. Let me see established group. You know what? Let me see who. How did I get that call? Yeah, it's like how. I mean, I forget what was going on. There was a there was a gig going on. I went to see them first of all. I went to see them. Um, Wei Lin was in the group. I knew yeah. Wei Lin and Craig T. Yeah. Craig T. Cooper, who was just playing in that clip, yeah. was also. Uh, Played for Vesta. Oh, okay, okay. So I knew them from from being around. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it was Way Lynn that invited me to um, one of their gigs, and then uh, Jane and I, of course, established our connection. But then I just got called for you know a gig where somebody couldn't make it, uh, and okay, then okay. you know it just that that particular relationship blossomed from there. So you were in the, you were in their orbit. So kind of so that kind of helped a lot. So you were in their orbit. So it's like. The phone calls came around and then, oh, okay, he, let's get him. Absolutely. That makes sense. To me, that's, that's a big, that's half the battle is getting, somebody, getting people's orbits where they kind of just peripherally know who you are. Like, oh, I know this person. This person sings. This person plays guitar. This person is a host. And it's paying attention, are. too. Yeah. It's paying attention because I think that that's, that's how it is in life. I think that a lot of things in our life is foreshadowed, mm-hmm. are foreshadowed. I think that a lot of things are foreshadowed. And, and are you paying attention? There's no coincidence either. I say Not there's no all. coincidence. Not at all. Not at all. Not at There's all. none. It's funny. Just on a side of the other day, um, a childhood friend from my second grade. Wow. I'm old. My second grade <laughs> found me on Facebook because she went to school with my best friend from high school. Wow. We didn't go to school together. So I went to school. Okay. Me and her at school. He and I, you know, 15 years later, he and I went to school. They met in Kansas at a college. My name came up. Wow. She was like, oh my, she's like, Brian, Brian. I'm like, oh my God. And then she decided to look at some names and she saw my name on, and I was like, 
What a weird. There's no coincidence then. Look at that. She was a she was a really good friend in elementary school, and actually I missed her. She's like, I miss your mom, and it's, it's like. There's no coincidence. This thing is just kind of None. the world works where just it, how it works. The universe and God, that's right. whatever you that's believe right. in, it works the way it works. That's right. That's right. Your, your destiny is coming to you. That's I guess, right. Exactly. Ways. Well, there's. I love this. Um, there's a saying that says, "What you seek is seeking you." I like that. Yes. Yeah, and it's the truth. Yes. It is the truth. If you're paying attention, what you're seeking is seeking you. So we did this this new song, All I Ever Wanted, which mm-hmm. is a great song. Um, what was, so when you decided to put out a new single, you're like, I'm feeling, did you just feel inspiration? And then you go, come and go to the studio and... Absolutely. I can't write any other way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not one of those people that um, just writes. Oh, okay. You understand? I express myself, <clears throat> pardon me, but in terms of I'm sitting down with the intention of writing a song, I must be moved. Oh, okay. Yeah, so for me... Between the time of my first release, yeah. um, one of the major events that happened right after I released my CD was my mother passed. Oh, okay. And so that put me out. That put me oh, flat, I'm on, sure, I'm flat sure. on my back. Sure. And so years went by before I picked up the pen and pad again. Okay. But but the day that it was supposed to happen, yeah, it happened. It was like a picture that tipped over, like it, the water was running oh, then. Wow. You understand? Like, yeah. So it was not. Um, provoked by some something. Yeah. It was just like, I got up, yeah. I went to my drawer, Wow. I got the notepad that I write in, oh, how funny. and got the pencil, and I had something to say. Yeah. My soul was ready to speak on that. Mm, I like that. You know what I mean? That's what soul music is. Soul yeah. music is soul music from the soul. It is not a way to sing. It's not a riff. You know, it, that's, that's the way they want to tell it, because right. if you're not in touch with your inner self, and what that voice is saying, then you'll think it's out here. You'll think it's soul music is, it's a riff. Yeah. You know, it's the way you do this or do yes. It's none of that. Yeah. It's none. That's actually kind of funny. Right. But soul music, you know it because it's the only music that moves you. Well, you know, it's so funny. Like, you just make fun of, they make a little fun of Jill Scott sometimes because she'll talk about collard greens and how good they taste and everything. I'm like, but I totally relate to it. When she sings it, obviously, that's why she's a hit, obviously. More than more than I just relate to it. We relate to it. It's like, it's just about her man doing this. and man. It's like, yeah, she's actually describing a day in the life of many of us. Regular stuff. Right. Like regular. It's regular. Right. Like, And food is a big part of sensuality, too. Yes. Because she speaks of it in a way like it's usually we're waking up from a night of passion. Oh, and, yeah. You know, and I got up and made, <laughs> I made those biscuits and, yes. I, you know, grits, grits. and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, so all that, that, that's real. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? And so that's that's how she's relating. And everybody can relate to yeah, that. Totally. You know what I mean? Whether it's a, a comfort food or whether it is sensuality or whatever it may be, food is major and it's a part of our food. life. I love food too, foodies. Okay, I'm like, I love, I love me some food. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I had some, I had some good shrimp and grits the other day at a place yeah, called man. the Starving Actor in downtown LA. Just Word, okay. It was really, it was really good. It was like the right amount of grits, the right amount of shrimp, and right I just on. was like, right I, cr- I cried a little. I think of <laughs> happiness. I was like, oh my god, this is so good. Oh my god. <laughs> That's good. That's uh, good stuff. I love food. Let me start. I, I, well, I grew up in a family that they cooked, and that was part of the culture, yeah. obviously. My, my, my father's side is Creole, so everything was sent around oh, food. Oh, wow. That's right. Well, you know what? I think that is something that um, is inherent in our culture. Yeah. Gathering in the kitchen. We, we joke all the time at my house we, <laughs> because 
We can start in the living room. Oh, yes. I know those. Inevitably, in that night, <laughs> we wind up in the kitchen. That's true. That's true. That's just, you know, how it is. So, and, and the best time in the kitchen, just yes. crowded and talking oh, yeah. and everybody reaching and pouring and eating. I mean, that's what's up. I live with my brother, and we have separate lives. Trust me. He has the front half of the house and the back half of the house. Where do we talk most of the time? <laughs> In the, in kitchen. the kitchen. In the kitchen. We call it table talk. That's right. I love it. I'm like, we usually will, somehow we're both are making food or somehow we're in the kitchen at the same time. Absolutely. Don't even know how. Our schedules are completely different, but it happens several times a week. Yeah. And we end up meeting That's in the kitchen stuff. and we'll have these good talks and just love it. Um, Lisa Howard. Um, hi there, James and G. Love your music. You with the good work. Hey, thank, thank you. Thank, thank you, Lisa you. Howard. Thank you, Lisa thank Howard. You. Lisa is the bomb. She's always supportive, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Facebook family that's out there. Craig T. Cooper, I see you. Claudette, oh, Craig's in there. Claudette in Philadelphia. What's up, sis? I love you. <laughs> uh, Rossi Reed, I see you. And in, and it keeps cutting off, as you guys could yeah. see. It kept cutting off, but I love you. I see you out there. Thank you, Facebook family, for supporting. Talk about the fans a little bit. Tell what? me about them. Tell me, what you, tell me how much you love them, what they mean to you. Let me tell you something. Um... People, like, don't have to support anything. That's very true. Right? That's right. But when they choose to, like, step up and say, you know what? I'm going to buy your music. I'm going to come to your show. And when I get to your show, I'm going to buy your CD. Like, I sell a lot of product at live shows. And so I appreciate people, like, again, it gets back to this is hard-earned money. This is people going to work every day, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, doing what they do. Mm-hmm. Bringing their money and saying, I'm going to honor your craft and give you, you know, pay you for your art. Listen, I love my fan base nationally and internationally. Mm -hmm. They have shown me, keep doing what you're doing, you know. And so that's why I love my fans. I I love them beyond words. I'm I'm lost for words because of their expression, their expression of love and their kindness. People don't have to buy your music. They don't. You know, they don't have to be kind. They don't have to, like, I tell people all the time, until you make music and put it out into the world and then a stranger has to pick up a pen and review it. A stranger, a complete yeah. stranger. And and they say something real and something kind about mm-hmm. some, something sustenant, you know, substantial mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. your music. Man, there's no feeling like that. Yeah. And and you don't know them from Adam. All right. their their job is I'm a reviewer. Right. You know? So I I love I love my fans, man. They yeah. mean the world to me because as as a seasoned performer, and as I said earlier, shout out to all of us that just hung in here. Oh my god, yes. And and are doing it. Those are you know, some of us had the machine, some of us did not. Yeah. You understand? Sure. And and th- those of us that did not, that are still grinding, still enjoying, still giving good music, still doing great live shows, shout out and respect yes. to everybody that's still doing it. Um, when people do show us love, we can't do anything but say thank you. It's gratitude. I'm in a, I'm in a constant state of gratitude yeah, when it too. comes to my music and life in general, but we're talking about this music. Yeah. I am in a constant state of gratitude because I'm thankful. For people showing their love in a tangible yeah. way, not just blah blah blah. Oh, right. But listen, this is what I do for a living, right? You know what I mean. And so, if you don't show up, I have to close shop. Yeah. That's very <laughs> true. That's true. So I need Seriously, you to show up. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I, I respect the fans, and that's why I do my best when I'm sitting down to write. I'm, that's why I have to be moved to write. Yeah. I am not sitting down to write some junk. Yeah. For you to spend your hard-earned money on. Right, just put stuff out to put stuff out. No, no, I'm putting stuff out, number one, with intention. But then I want you to say, man, that was the best 10 bucks I ever spent. Right, That All was right. the best 20 bucks I ever right. spent. I want you to say that, like, 
every time you put that CD on, I want you to grin yes. and say, yes. I am so glad I bought it. So yeah. that's what that's what I, my intention is. My intention like is always it. to bring something to you that you will say it was a worthy spend. I always ask my, my guests mm-hmm. the same two questions. Okay. I never prep them as you guys at home know I never <laughs> prep them. Because uh, I want their honest answers, their current answers. Okay. I'm all about language. Yes. Um, obviously, you're a writer and everything, so you know about language. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you, what is one word that you think we should not say ever again in our English language? One, what word we should not say? Yes, yeah, one word we should take out of our English language, our vocabulary. We should take definitely take out can't. Like that? Yeah, we like should that. definitely take out can't. Um, can't, can't, can't always stops us immediately in our tracks and definitely if we could take a word and just erase it from the minds of the masses it would be the end word yeah I, heard that, yeah, I totally agree with that I've yeah. never used it for my friends or anything I don't use that word yeah and, and I have no shade yeah. I have you know what yeah. I mean um, as I have evolved mentally and spiritually because I have many words to choose from oh that's what we do but yeah. as I have evolved mentally and spiritually on a conscious level, I understand the repercussions of that word and the root yeah. of that word. Where when I was not, I did not understand it. Yeah. And I would say whatever I felt like. Oh, of course, of course. You understand? Yeah. But I was when I was in that space, I operated like that. And now I'm in a different space. So I almost never say it. Okay. You understand? But when you've said it for 40 years, yeah, well, I mean, you, just, you understand? Yeah, yeah. It just may come out. Okay. You understand okay. what I'm saying? Okay. And even in a joking manner. Yeah, yeah. It well, just yeah. might be, you know, when you would show, you yeah. know, it just might... <laughs> you understand? <laughs> but, but... I get it. No, I, I you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but I then, you, when you understand that, listen, we have some critical issues going on in this country. My heart is heavy today. I'm having Mine a great too. time. Me too. And Sam, but I'm a black man sitting here. Me too. Very, very grieved Me too. right now. Me too. It was very, this was a very hard day. I had to push through the gym. Oh, push I Me through, too. Push, 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 push. And then get here and do this. Yes. This is what I mean by humanity. Yeah. Like I'm not in a bubble. No. There's something terrible that's happened in our country. Yeah. Again. Yeah, again. Again. And as a black man sitting here thinking, Oh man, you know, it just, your mentality, when you have to think about that and then watch nothing happen. I know. Oh, or watch I, I know. them wait for the, what did somebody say today? We're waiting for the full story. Right. Right? As if the full story is going to change the fact that there was an unarmed man mm-hmm. gunned down. On camera, on video. So I'm saying, so, so yeah. that's, you know, yeah, I, yeah I, I don't, yeah, man. So that's, and these are the things that make me alter my speech yeah. and alter yeah. the, my, my intention. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we are in a critical place and I want to be able to impart something to these young G's and let them know, here is why you should abandon that word. Yeah. Here yeah. is why, because it abandoned you yeah. 450 years yeah. ago. Yeah. You should abandon that word. You understand? But why? I want to be able to share with them, yeah. here's why you should do it. And so I've been working on me, you understand? Yeah. And, and that word in this mouth. Yeah. It's a, I'm glad you brought it up because I'm a black man too, obviously. And it's and I've also been put over by police and I've had my own oh my God, issues. Yes. That's another yeah, story. Yeah. The show's yeah. almost steady, so that's another story. Yeah. But I, my heart is heavy today also. Yeah. As, especially as black men. And Absolutely. I've been, I've been seeing some wonderful black women out there who have been actually expressing that about their black men and like I said I interviewed a guy earlier today who was 13 years old and he got it he gets it he's 13 years old and he gets it and I'm glad that you had women and I want to say this too because I know a lot of my sisters are watching 
a lot of y'all powerful, beautiful, mm-hmm. elegant, intelligent queens are watching. Have you told a black man today? I don't care if it's your nephew, your son, your husband, your lover. I don't care who it is. Your brother, your uncle, have your father. Have you told him? I love you. And I love you. Hear me? I don't care what this world is saying to you. I love you. Did you have you told anybody that today? Because like guess what? One person, I've only seen one person in the in the social media mm. sphere today. One lady that did that. One. Mm. The one who did it for me was my cousin Maya, who you know. Maya Lot. Yeah. She knows you. And she did that day too. So Absolutely. I just like when I did something. Now the last, and I, that's beautiful, actually, I like that. Um, the last thing is what word do you think we should say more of? Well, it's a phrase. It's just I love you. Yeah. It's very underrated in some ways. And sometimes not given the same kind of respect of like it's a powerful thing to tell somebody you love them. I mean, because I, I grew up in a, I grew up in a time where a lot of us were latchkey kids and parents were leaving sure, and single family sure. homes, and you never heard the word "I love you" from a parent or an aunt or an uncle Absolutely. or a cousin, and, and that really does damage a person. You know, I was the I was in my family as a, a teenager. Uh, and growing into a, a young man, as I became more, again, more spiritually aware, more conscious of that and what the power of love is, I began to myself say it even if I didn't hear it. And I watched that soften and change people and have, and then before I knew it, they were saying it before I said it. You see? So I didn't, I, what we have to do is don't wait. Right. Don't wait. Tell somebody you love them without expecting them to say, I love you, because you don't know how they might not know how to form the language. Don't know. They might don't want to feel vulnerable in that moment. Mm -hmm. But if you keep telling them, I love you, like one day they're going to say it to you before you get it out. I'm a witness. That's the truth. And you watch it just shape them and mold them and soften them and know that they're safe with you to say I love you and you're not going to abuse and use and misuse them or misuse that uh, privilege of using that word with me you feel me so say it and watch it change the the atmosphere and change the people in the room and I also feel you should say I think men should be able to say it to each other oh my god yes Uh, I say it to my best friend all the time um, I just lost a brother three weeks ago, so I say it to him all the time. Wow. And so, I'm it's, so very, sorry. It's, it's been very painful for me I'm this last sorry. three weeks. Um, last August for me. Uh, so, then you know how it is. Yep. And so, but we always but we always say it to each other. Yep. So, I'm saying that men, we're not taught how to be emotional or vulnerable. That. that it's one of those things that we should be saying, you say it for women, but men should be saying it to each other also. Say it to your friends, say it to your cousins, Absolutely. say it to your, I love you, I love you, man. Absolutely. I love, however, word you want to say it, but it's like you should say it because. We need to, men need to hear it too. We yeah, need to really hear absolutely. it. Absolutely. And when you talk about softening up and getting them uh, to feel safe, you know, black men don't feel safe. No, we don't. So, and this is a remnant of slavery. Right. You understand? This is a remnant of slavery where we couldn't, they couldn't show love to their wife and children because they would sell them away. And we don't even know that if your great-grandfather was carrying that, your, your grandfather carried it and your father carried it, right? This is, this Think this here trauma is in our bodies and in our energy, right? That we're just carrying this like, like we I agree. don't tell each other that because of that, and we don't, we don't, but we don't, 
reach back and say, but that no, was right, wrong. Right, right, that was incorrect. Right, that whole slavery move right, was like the most low down, dirty trick right, ever, right? right? But we're carrying the trauma of that in I us. I agree with you. Right? We're a young country too still, so it's still fresh. Oh my God, like, come on, man. Yeah. We, you and I were both born in the civil rights movement. So and exactly. That, that wasn't that long ago. Exactly. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. You, we're talking about 50 years ago yeah. to get rights to do what? Do this. To be? To do this. Wait for me to do this. The right to be, like for right. real. So we have to understand that, that we're, what is the root of that? What yeah. is the root of us being afraid to say, yeah. brother, I love you, yeah. right? Yeah. I didn't know I was going to lose a brother. Same here, same here. And I remember because he lived in Florida and I lived here. And every time we talked before we got off that phone, yeah. we was both beating each other to, I love you, man. I love you. I love you. I love yes. you. And I remember he passed away of cancer. Okay. And I remember the, the night before he passed, I was talking to him in the hospital. And he said, man, if this doesn't work, this procedure in the morning, yeah. it's not going to happen for me. Yeah. And all I could say repeatedly was, I love you. I love you. I love you. I yeah. love you. Repeatedly, I just I couldn't. I, there was nothing left to say. Yeah, nothing to say. There was nothing left to say. You understand it. what I'm saying? So, at that point, and at this point, love is what you need to say. Love is the answer. We're gonna end, we're gonna end on that. That, that. That to me is a, that's a good ending. It's the answer. Now, I'm gonna make sure I tell me. A, 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 I love you. I love you, man. Thank you, brother so, James, for having thanks me. Thanks for being on the show. I love you. Yes. Listen, guys, I, I am Robert G yes. on Twitter. I am Robert G on Instagram, and <laughs> drop by my new. Uh, refreshed Robert G dot com. Yeah, you know what I mean. Refreshed, refreshed. It's, yeah, it's 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 a reboot. <laughs> Robert G dot com. Uh, on Facebook, Robert G's music. I love you yes. guys. Thank you very much for the love, for the support of the new single. All I ever wanted. I shot the video on Friday. Oh, good. Okay, make sure you tag me in it so I can like. No, absolutely. Me. Okay. And listen, you know what, James? When when the actual. EP drops in November. Yes. I would love to come back. Okay. And and uh, that's done. when I'd love to do an acoustic performance. Because the done. EP, I'm going to make sure you have that and the video Perfect. drop. You're okay. going to absolutely have done. it. Done. Already done. Thank you, no, man. No, you need to talk to me, so we're done. Yeah, I'm, I'm in charge, so <laughs> yeah, we got man. it. And you, can watch, you can watch Breaking Into on BlackHollywoodLive.com. We're on iTunes. We're on YouTube. Go ahead and find Breaking Into on there. Yeah. Facebook page is Breaking Into. And yeah. you can, and please like it and follow. And I post all these episodes on there, too. And more about the artists are on those pages also. Yes. So go ahead and tell your friends, like it. I'm James Lodge. You can follow me all over the interwebs yes. at James Lodge Jr. <laughs> I mean, I'm everywhere too, trust me. I'm out there. I love you guys and I'll see you next time. Thank you. <laughs> yes. From producers Maria Menunos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.